you're gonna be at a huge disadvantage if you're on a different platform than Shopify who has the best ecosystem for e-commerce. I couldn't imagine running our business at this point and at this size without it. In Los Angeles, I'm Benjamin Gottlieb and you're listening to this special edition of Shopify Masters, your companion for starting and building a business. You know, there is so much excitement right now surrounding generative AI. And so I bet you're wondering how you can use artificial intelligence to improve your business. Well, lucky for you, there is an entire team thinking about this at Shopify. And it's led by our guest today, McDodd Jaffer. McDodd and his team have built AI directly into Shopify, and they call this suite of new or improved features Shopify magic. McDodd is here to walk you through some of the biggest innovations and answer some of those AI questions you're afraid to ask. McDodd, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, a lot of fun. Looking forward to this. Absolutely. Also with me today, Mikey Moran. Mikey is the CEO of Private Label. It's one of the largest hair extension wholesalers out there, and he's already seen some incredible success using AI for his business. And yeah, Mikey is on Shopify. What's going on, Mikey? I'm just happy to be here in Atlanta and talk about AI. It's an exciting, exciting time. It's definitely exciting, but McDodd, let's start with this. Artificial intelligence isn't new, but something changed this year, right? I mean, what exactly happened that's got everyone so excited? Yeah, ChatGPT comes out and takes the world by storm and everybody's talking AI. Uh, I think it took every social media platform. They had fastest path to a million users until threads came out and it just went wild. And I think that when we saw it, we're like, how do we get this to our merchants? How do we make this possible for more people to use? And what's the quickest thing that we can do to get this in front of them? And when you say chat GBT, most folks know what that is. But for those who are a little bit unsure, this is generative AI. It creates text, can do images, can do video in times. And this is generating things from prompts. So I've got to ask you, mm -hmm. generative AI really is only as good as the information it has, right? So what advantages does Shopify have when it comes to the data being fed to AI? I, I think for me, it was just seeing the quality of the output. And I think that like, there's a lot of technology that comes out that has a lot of hype cycles around it. What I saw with AI was utility. And I think that that was the, the fun part about it. It wasn't, the generative AI wasn't just about like, oh, this is cool, like I can write something for myself or I can write an email or I can write a WhatsApp message. This was, I can put this to use everywhere and the quality is great. And with a little bit of tweaking and knowing exactly what to put in there, you can get something that's way better and it supplements and augments the creative process, which was uncanny to me. I didn't think creative process could jump in that way that quickly. and. It was it was wild to see something that good. Well, you mentioned that it supplements the creative process. We're going to get into that throughout this episode because that remains one of the main concerns from some folks about AI. But Mikey, I want to turn to you. You were one of the early adopters of AI. You use it in your business, private label. What do you use it for right now? And where has it been the most successful for you? Oh, as soon as I saw Shopify magic, I saw the little icon. I said, what the heck is this? And I said, oh, Shopify did it. So initially what we did is we went through and started reworking a lot of product descriptions. I mean, we have hundreds of products and I can tell you if you're a new store owner or especially if you've been in the industry for a while, 
if you add a whole suite of new products and you have to add product descriptions for these, the first couple's cool, you're all hyped up and excited. And then you'll notice the creative process in your brain and the words, it just all starts becoming the same. It, it becomes very, very difficult to stay creative for a long period of time. And that's where Shopify magic comes in. And it just, it, it blew my mind how fast I could create amazing product descriptions. Shopify magic though is different from ChatGPT, for example. And the reason that it's so different is because of the data that we can pull from to help you with what Mikey just described, those product descriptions. What do we have that other folks just don't? Well, I think part of it is that like, some of this is we know what good looks like. And I think starting from like that position makes it um, a lot easier to get that and scale it. The other part is that we've got the merchant that has done this over and over again and has had variety of success in many, many places. So it's not just about like, oh, we're just going to use one merchant's data to, to help another. It's not that at all. I think the idea is that like we're using one merchant's data to help themselves. And I think that that's the difference here is... We know what good looks like. We know how to prompt it. We don't have to have you figure out how to use AI. So how much can we do with what you already have to accelerate you just that much faster? And so we're, in essence, what we're doing is we're relying on not just what you've done, but other success across our ecosystem. Is that right? Uh, we are using the other success as a means to be able to like determine what good looks like, but it's not used as part of the training or the model itself or like individual shops. The idea is that that's, we, each merchant's data is their data. We don't want to pollute that. This is the ability to like put together the right prompt with the right conditions against the right merchant context to get something great. I'm glad you said that word, prompt. I think for many folks who've been working with generative AI, sometimes that's the unlock, right? You're sitting there and it's like, gosh, what do I tell the computer? What do I tell the machine to help me? And it's it's confusing. Do this. And it's kind of tangentially related and do this. Then it's somewhere over the top. So Mikey, how have you been training your employees to prompt AI properly in this context in Shopify Magic? Oh, for sure. So when I first would sit down with uh, some of the staff, I said, look, I know AI, it sounds intimidating, but the way Shopify has it set up, it's going to make your job a lot easier. And as a business owner, it saves them a lot of time, which saves me a lot of money. So right away, this is looking really good. And it's coming down to like the brand voice. So, you know, Shopify magic, you have expert, daring, playful, sophisticated, persuasive, supportive. There's all these different tones that you can use. And these are in a drop-down menu that you can select from. Right. It's in a drop-down menu, super easy to use. I say, look, go ahead and the first couple ones, we're not going to use any of them. We're just going to play with it. So go ahead and, and just play with using the different prompts and the different uh, selections for those as like, what does an expert look like versus custom versus sophisticated? And let's try to figure out what's going to work the best for our brand voice. Now, once it's done, don't just say, okay, it's done. I don't need to look at it. Think about how we can add some of our own personal knowledge and experience into this to really help supercharge that description to answer the questions that we know the customers ask that AI might not know yet to get a really fine-tuned product description that's going to help the visitor of the website. I think Mikey's hitting it, right? The idea there is that like it's augmentation, it's a supplementation, it's not a replacement. And I think that in your example, it's like, let's try all the voices, let's see which one works best with us. 
And then you can make a custom one too. You can even put special instructions to like include a quote from this person or that person. But it's it's about tuning it, getting it to the right place and like really having it reflect your brand. And we don't want you to use the thing that just came out of the box. You can, but we want you to be able to configure it and make it your own and really be true to your own brand voice. So what is it then? Why is it that sometimes when you bring up AI to you, let's just use the example of your employees. Why is it intimidating, do you think? It's just something so new, right? So AI, I, I don't even feel like we're on day one of really what AI is going to do for us in the next five, 10 years. I mean, today it's it's so new. So they, they've they heard about it on TV and everything else. So they're Podcasts just- Podcasts like this. Like yeah. I mean, they're just, <laughs> they're just intimidated. They don't know exactly what it is. They've just heard about it. So for them to think that they're actually using it, it's something new. And generally, you know, as an entrepreneur myself, look, I can just jump out there and just use all sorts of technology. I'm not afraid anymore. If I mess something up, oh, well, I messed something up. But for a staff member that's not really has that same spirit as myself, it is a little bit intimidating. But once they get into it, they're just like, Oh, wow, Mikey, this is really cool. I, I actually remember the first time we launched a product, we launched our new flat irons, and I used uh, Shopify Magic for the description. And I posted it in our base camp to say, hey guys, here's the new product. Here's the, you know, here's the information okay. about it. And they were just like, oh my God, that product description is so good. Yeah, nice and job, I Mikey. Got, yeah. yeah, and then I was just like, Oh yeah, that wasn't, it was kind of me, but it was AI helped. And they're just like, wait, what's AI? Cause it was just, you know, a, a months ago at this point. So um, pretty exciting stuff, to be honest. It brings a huge smile to my face to like hear the actual merchant story on that one. Like that was the idea. Like we wanted to make it so that it wasn't intimidating so that it was like approachable. And to the previous example, for those that are familiar with ChatGPT, you aren't typing what's effectively a prompt and it, there's this whole field called prompt engineering that's kind of spun up as a result of it. But we've taken that away. We've made it that all you really got to do is know your product and know your brand and know your voice and know who you want to talk to. And that's it. So all of the things you're already great at, we just want to accelerate you. We want to accelerate you. That's the message here from McDodd Jaffer. He's the director of product at Shopify. Also chatting with Mikey Moran, the CEO of Private Label. One of the tools, McDodd, that is really rad is Sidekick. In the back end of Shopify, it's always there. It's kind of like a new and improved Microsoft Clippy, if you remember that from Microsoft Word. But this is next level. It can actually help merchants with things like product descriptions, emails. So McDodd, tell us how this tool actually works. I think Clippy was ahead of his time. I think it was a good idea to want to put something like that in place, but I think it was early and technology wasn't at a place where it could take advantage of it. And I think the other thing Clippy did was it interrupted you. And I'm trying Clippy to write an email. Rude. Oh, it was absolutely rude. <laughs> and it was like, looks like you're writing an email. Oh, yeah, I am. Like, that's, that's cool. I, I, who are you and why are you here? So <laughs> are you going to help? Right. <laughs> I think we tried to change that. And I think that what Sidekick is attempting to do is like, one, the technology is here. And as you said earlier, it's not just about like generating text, but you know what else is text? Code. And being able to generate code is a really powerful thing, especially when you built a platform for so many years that anyone can build anything on. And like having the baseline of Shopify be driven with things like Liquid, with things like Shopify QL, 
it allows you to do lots of different things in the admin and it allows you to generate text that would otherwise require expertise. Like not everybody knows how to code, but how can we help you get there faster? How can we accelerate you? And the idea behind Sidekick is behind the scenes, it's there when you need Sidekick to be there, but it's not going to interrupt your flow. And it's also not going to uh, take away your voice. The same thing that we did with product descriptions was we let you drive, we let you determine, and we let you make the final choice of what your buyers were going to see. Same is true with Sidekick. Sidekick's never going to go publish something without your interruption. Sidekick's never going to go do something and change a product or uh, change a layout or give you numbers that make no sense without you being able to review and make sense of it first. We stay true to the fact that the entrepreneur is in charge of their business. And nothing really changes except for acceleration. Even though being on Shopify Plus, I don't think I have access to Sidekick yet. yet. But I'm excited about it, not just for myself, but we have part. You know, we have many different divisions of our business, and uh, we've built a couple thousand stores on Shopify. And one of the things that we struggle with is people always coming back to us for additional support, despite Shopify having amazing 24/7 customer support. But when I saw Sidekick, I said. Oh my God, like I have a lot of experience with web development and everything for six, 17 years now. So I'm pretty good, even though this is going to help with a lot of things and where it's going to go is going to be pretty incredible. But yeah. for the new Shopify user, when I tell you this is going to save so much time and frustration, it's amazing. So it's it's going to be a game changer. I just can't wait to see w- what it's going to be able to do. I have a lot of ideas and input what it should do, but you know <laughs> it's going to take some time. Tell me more, Mikey. What do you want? What do you think Sidekick should do? Oh my gosh! I think it can change prices on the fly. Can it do that? The idea is that any form in Shopify uh, would be one that Sidekick can interact with on your behalf. Now. Having a store with a lot of products, when I tell you how redundant and painful it is to go through and change those prices is really time consuming. So for me, what I see Sidekick doing is saving me so much time and then the redundant tasks that my staff has to do that it's not something exciting for them. It's It gets a little frustrating for them. So allowing AI to do that. I think the things that AI can do as far as crunching a lot of the data, and I know it's getting integrated with Shopify inbox and with the email, if it can eventually for the Shopify inbox, the Shopify chat, be able to feed the actual inbox, all your documentation, blog posts, and actually educate it so it's self-learning. Mm-hmm. When we get to that point, as far as having 24-7 customer support with your chat, with the Shopify inbox service, that can be really game changer, you know, when to send out emails to specific people, not just, mm-hmm. hey, we recommend this time, but we know this person. I mean, when we get real granular with this, it, it's really, it's going to be unbeatable. We'll definitely talk afterwards once we're ready for early access. <laughs> I'd love to have you on there. I think one of the things to think about is like a lot of the things that you talked about were some of them were like bulk operations and trying to like do things in an automated way that would otherwise be like very manually intensive. Some of those things, like there's other ways that we're going to try to make some of that easier. I think the the interesting ones are like, how can I like predict certain outcomes? How can I bring AI into like being able to forecast for me and make some of those choices. And I think a lot of that will come as well. I think what we're most excited with Sidekick is going to be the ability for, as you said, like the user that doesn't know to be able to get the answer they need and the user that 
doesn't have the skills or onboarding onto a given part of Shopify to be able to supplement that immediately and just get that working, your inbox one is is great because it's available. So you can check that out. And it's not the 24-7 part. So I, I do want to go into the fact that we're staying with the notion that like you message your buyer. We're not having AI message your buyer on your behalf. We do have instant answers within inbox and it does already scour all of your policies, all of your documents, all of your products, and all of your conversations. So like, actually, these are the questions that get asked most often. We should probably make these into a bunch of instant answers. So let's make those available. But the really cool one is when you are chatting with a person, here's a suggestion of what you should say. Also, they asked about this product. It is uh, it is available. Here's the link to it. So I think like being able to do that and onboard someone into customer support instantaneously is a huge win. And it's actually available now. I'm excited about that. I'll tell you why is I had live chat on the store before and it was just our store was getting so much traffic. Our staff couldn't reply and keep up fast enough because they didn't have something like this where it's going to help generate that message, help answer questions ahead of time. So now that it has this, it's something I can bring back without having, you know, like a ton of people there just chatting and then when it's slow, they're just kind of sitting there. This is so exciting. I mean, all all store owners should really look into this because after doing e-commerce for you know, 16, 17 years, I've kind of been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And the customer support is something that can take a lot of time and is so incredibly important for your business. It's the same as putting an actual associate in the retail store. It's just like, I can help a customer right when they're having an issue. So I think it's huge for that too. Well, it sounds like you two have a budding friendship. I can just get out of here. We don't need me anymore. Uh, anyway, I'm chatting with McDodd Jaffer, director of product at Shopify, and Mikey Moran, the CEO of Private Label. There is so much more that we have to get into in this episode. But before that, I want to take a moment and thank you, yes, you, for listening to this edition of Shopify Masters. By the way, Shopify Sidekick, it's just one of more than 100 product releases and updates that we rolled out during Summer Editions 2023. To learn more, check out shopify.com slash additions. Gentlemen, we've talked a lot about Shopify's new or improved AI tools. You've heard how a Shopify merchant, Mikey, is using AI, but we haven't yet talked about some of the shortcomings because they do exist. For example, accuracy. If I'm using AI to respond, for example, to a customer's email to fill out product descriptions, does this need fact checking? Do I need to, if I'm a merchant, do I need to go through and look at this or can I just press send? I think you should always look at it. I think it still represents you. And I think that there are, the word is hallucination. The AI is prone to being able to hallucinate every now and then. And sometimes that is facts. And sometimes that is uh, information that you know to be quite true. It sounds very convincing when it does so. So that's the other thing to think about. We've tried to minimize and mitigate that as much as possible. But another reason for like putting it in front of the merchant to review ahead of time is because that isn't 100%. And it is important that merchants look at it. And that's why it's like, we're not replacing anybody. This is an accelerant and it'll probably get you 90% of the way there. But that last 10% is really important. And so Mikey, how do you look for those things? Because if it looks really good, sometimes for an employee, for example, or even for yourself, it could be hard to find it, right? Because it looks so good. How are you training your staff to kind of look for some of these so-called hallucinations? It's basically our personal knowledge goes into these descriptions and anything else AI can do, I think is really important. What I also tell them to do is use Grammarly to make sure the punctuation and everything is correct. Grammarly Pro is the best like $120 you could ever spend 
And I did have the conversation because there is a lot of talks with the staff. Uh, they're like, oh my God, this AI is crazy. Is it going to replace me? And I say, no, it's not going to replace you. It's going to make you twice as valuable because of all the stuff that you're going to be able to get done in a day. So then I can probably pay you more once it starts working. And they're like, oh, wow, I like AI. Like you have to have that conversation with your team to really explain to them, this is not to replace you. This is to give you superpowers. I think you have to put in your own personal input. And over time, I know it's gonna get a little bit better, but honestly, where it is today is just absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, if you just told me a few years ago that we'd be able to do something like this, I'd be like, there's no way. So, I mean, yeah, incredible. And Nick, Don, if I can, just back to this concept of, of looking for errors, but also accurately representing you. And when I say you, I mean the business. In Mikey's case, selling hair extensions. How do you make sure that you maintain your own personal style and voice when interacting with AI. Because let me tell you, I've used it myself. And I think if you're not using AI right now, especially generative AI, you're doing yourself a disservice. But sometimes I'm like, that's not me, right? That doesn't sound like me. So how do you kind of look for that? And how do you augment it? I think a lot of it is you got to play. And a lot of it is you got to try. And I, I think Mikey gave a great example of the fact that like, let's try all the voices and see which one sounds right. And then like, let's make some adjustments. And those adjustments, they're not necessarily going to be in grammar or tone of voice, but it could just be in like length. Like you might be the person that wants to talk a lot longer, or you want to actually be more brief, or you want to make sure that like things are formatted a certain way, because this is how you want to represent products. Some of that is like stylistic choices. Some of it is like, how do I make sure that the key facts that I wanted to represent are represented? And in the case of merchants that are in the food and beverage industry, some of that is like the ingredients are very important. The source of the ingredients is very important. All of those specifics are things that you look out for because you're the expert. AI isn't the expert in your business. You still are. The nice thing with Shopify Magic is we gave you the ability to, there's a special instructions field write what you want. So if you want to say, sound a little bit more casual or be brief or use a hundred words or use 10,000 words, like it'll try. Um, at some point we recommend you use 10,000 words, but you get the idea. <laughs> and Mikey, have you had any experience with that? I mean, how have those fields worked for you? I actually haven't played too much with the custom because we have bullet points of all the key features of our products. It's more where we struggle within the company. It's more of that introduction to kind of really hook them into the product. And that's where Shopify magic comes in because it is so much better than myself and most of my staff. So it's just a matter of getting that and then putting in, doing some light tweaks. So it is still in our words. Um, there's very few times that I would just use it right on the box but I don't really think that's the purpose. It literally saves me so much time, it's incredible. So it's just such a time saver. But then also I like the vocabulary that it uses because you know, despite even having my own book, my vocabulary I don't think is so grand. So Shopify Magic can come in and use all these different words that I know, but I might not use in my daily writing. And that really helps expand the words used on our site. And I think that's really good for SEO. So I'm I'm excited about it. I mean, to cut you some slack, your vocabulary might be phenomenal at the start of the day. And by the end of the day, you're a little bit exhausted. And it's not as easy to be able to grab what you need to grab. The beauty of this is 
doesn't matter what time of day is. You're going to get something consistent. Well, I don't know how Mikey functions. I'm usually better in the end part of the day than the beginning with a young kid at home, but I digress. I just want to ask one more question, if I can, about the tension here between employee and AI, because I think it's really important. And for folks that are listening, Mikey, these are great learnings, especially about how to approach your staff, for example. Concerns about generative AI, these are not unique to e-commerce, right? This is not just an e-commerce problem. We see this playing out in my backyard here in Los Angeles with the writers and actor strikes. I mean, these are real issues that we're still working through. So what is the best message to a staff member, for example, when they're seeing all of this commotion around AI and it's like, well, how do I feel about this? How do I get on board? You're telling me that I need to use this, but I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm sure you've had conversations like this before. Yeah, I think the thing to keep in mind is familiarity. Like it's very easy to be concerned about a technology or a tool that you haven't played with and have only read about and have only heard about. And I think what uh, Mikey said is like, this is gonna make you so much more efficient. This is gonna allow you to be able to scale yourself and do some of the things that you've always wanted to do and spend more time in building your expertise instead of filling your time with redundant tasks. Leaning in from the benefits side of things is big and also leaning into the fact that uh, your expertise gets to shine and like you get to be the best version of yourself because you get something to help you along the way. Like it is like the sidekick metaphor is great because Batman is always going to be Batman. It doesn't matter if you put Robin next to him. It's like, yeah, he can be a better version of himself, but it's still Batman. Or Catwoman, right? I mean, depending yeah. on the version. <laughs> just to close up, if we can, um, McDonald, I know that this is just the beginning, right? Just the beginning for AI. We mentioned that a little bit at the beginning of the show. Is there anything else that folks who are listening can expect might start to change in the coming months when it comes to magic? Well, we see that getting this type of technology into the hands of our merchants is important. And it's not like this is an advantage and we want to give our merchant every advantage we possibly can. So we're going to invest. And so you might see things that aren't fully baked out in a lot of different places. And we'll do some of these like early access phases to make sure that we get the technology into the right place. But if there is an opportunity to accelerate our merchants, Shopify is going to lean in. And I think that that's the thing to like be ready for and keep in mind. We're never going to do the thing of stepping on the merchant's brand and stepping on the merchant's interactions with their buyer. This is always going to be a choice. And this is always going to be something that if you want it, it's there. But this is not Clippy. <laughs> no offense, Microsoft, but this is not <laughs> Clippy. Mikey, in terms of what you're looking for, I mean, what are some of the things that you're excited about as we continue to expand in this space, right? I mean, like we mentioned at the beginning, this is not a new technology, but things are accelerating. It's going to open up the possibilities, right? So if AI can start learning certain interactions on your website, where if it knows that a certain percentage of these people are usually, if they scroll down to this far, they're going to click on this specific button. And in the back end, it starts kind of preloading the page. So the load time's a little bit faster. We know how important that is, right? As far as Shopify Magic goes initially, there's so much we can do as far as, um, I don't know if you've ever set up a store and you have thousands of images and you have to add the alt text, right? Because alt text is very important, not just for SEO, but for accessibility, Sure. okay? If we get to the point where it can view the photo and kind of start adding the alt text in bulk, that can save you so much time. SEO meta descriptions, meta titles, 
very time consuming once again. We can go there, category descriptions. It's just crunching the data to be able to make your store run faster, increase conversion rates by understanding the, the customers, maybe the drop off and reading additional data that Shopify can gather within your store. It's unlimited potential. It's just a matter of obviously developing all this. I know that it's going to take some time and everyone's going to have these ideas and be like, why don't you do this? It's going to take some time in testing for development. But I think being on the Shopify platform and them being the leaders in this for e-commerce, you're going to be at a huge disadvantage if you're on a different platform than Shopify, who has the best ecosystem for e-commerce. So you really have to think about that as a business because Shopify is your foundation for your business. For us, it's not just online, but we use Shopify point of sale in our six retail locations and how everything works together. I, I couldn't imagine running our business at this point and at this size without it. Well, I see McDodd smiling as you're talking about some of these ideas. I, I, I imagine these are things that you've been thinking about as well. Not just thinking about. Some of them might come out sooner than you think. Um, a lot of these things are, are, are definitely places we want to lean in. And I think the, the idea of generating content is fantastic. And anywhere that content exists, to be able to create that expertise is really big. And we want to make sure that that happens. I think some of the stuff that gets like super exciting is when you're talking about images. It's like, what can you do there? How do you make it so that a storefront is ultimately just generated content? How do you make it so that when I understand who the buyer is, how do I give them the message that's going to be the most helpful for them? How do I personalize accordingly? And some of this stuff is a pipe dream, but uh, it's a lot closer to reality than it ever has been. And we're with you here at Shopify every step of the way. McDodd, Mikey, thank you so much for joining us today on Shopify Masters. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you having us. Thank you. That's McDodd Jaffer, the Director of Product here at Shopify, and Mikey Moran, CEO of Private Label. And thank you for tuning into this special edition of Shopify Masters. Schwang Esther Shan produced this episode, recording and editing and mixing by Matt Schwartz. Megan Coyle, Gogo Zoger, Miku Betlam round out the rest of our incredible production team. And I'm Benjamin Godley. Come hang out with me and the rest of the squad next time, Tuesdays and Thursdays, right here on Shopify Masters.